Alright, welcome to another episode. We've we've got a fun episode this time. Uh, had some fun putting it together. Tanner and I both both did. Um, it's draft season. It's officially draft season. It's been draft season for like three months. But we're officially in draft season. Tanner, how's that make you feel? I'm so excited. You people have no idea how long I've been waiting for this. Like, as soon as the year is over, it's just, I mean... Start scouting rookies. And okay, but try, like, the end of 2018, not 2019. What do you mean? People who know the way around the fantasy community and dynasty community have been keeping their eye on this draft class for longer than a year. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Last year, it was so, like, it felt it felt like, last year when I was scouting guys, it felt like I was scouting Priuses compared to this year's Ferraris and... I mean, it's finally here. Oh, crap. It's here. And the mock drafts are flying. They are fun. They are fun. Um, so now that we, we have a full season of a rookie draft and a full season after that behind us, uh, we kind of wanted to take a look at just one year removed from that rookie draft how it would look if we redrafted it. So that's what that's what we're doing today. We are going to redraft four rounds worth of the 2019 rookie draft for the Armchair Football League. Yeah, it should be fun. I mean, it's really interesting to see like how much value can change in one year. I mean, like and even in a dynasty, yeah, one year. And how much how much how much how many places players move? Right? I mean, you kind of look around look around this draft and you got people all over the place from where they were drafted. Kind of cool, kind of fun, kind of weird. Kind of makes you feel smart if you hit. You hit, yeah. And if you whiffed, it's kind of like. Well, shoot! What what could have been? <laughs> but yeah, we'll. But in fantasy, that is almost the worst thing to do. It, oh, it definitely. You is. will beat yourself up over and over and over again over trades you made and shouldn't have, or trades you didn't make, and you should have. Remember that one idiot in our league that traded for OJ Howard last year? No, who's that? Yeah, that's me. Oh, who is, who is the really smart guy that traded him away? I have to know. I I really have to know who that was. Yeah, that was you. Ah. I mean, you didn't know that he sucked. I gave you fair compensation. AJ Just, Brown. No, I, I didn't give you AJ Brown. Oh right, I drafted him. That's right. Yeah, you drafted AJ Brown. Who did I get in that one? You got Hunter Henry. Oh. I should have just hung on Hunter Henry. Didn't they get Corey Davis, though, too? Yeah, and I got Miller. Yeah, so kind of a wash. Yeah. But, but hindsight. Yeah, we won't keep wasting your time. We'll get right into this redraft, see if we can have a little bit of fun with it. If we make fun of your pick, uh, please don't get offended. Chances are <laughs> at least every single one of us whiffed once or twice yeah. or thrice. Yeah. Um, we ha- oh, so um, TJ and I both did a redraft of it. Just to kind of you know give a different perspective, two ways, and we'll go through each of ours, just kind of pick by pick. We'll have my pick, TJ's pick, whatever. Just kind of going through it. We'll try to keep each pick fairly, fairly short and sweet, because I mean, we all know who the players are now. Last year, half the ones that were dart throws, it was kind of like, oh, kind of heard his name, heard that he could, could make an impact, could have success, but now we're to the point where, all the guys who were Ma- mainly busts, they've been weeded out. 
and there were veterans in last year's draft. Those are not in this redraft. We just did rookies. So, yeah, should be good. Shouldn't need to talk t too much about each individual player, but why don't we get started? Who was your 101 in a super flex league, Tanner? Well, I'm going to go with that quarterback that's all of a sudden like the number three quarterback in Dynasty. Yeah. That Thank Kyler you, Murray DeAndre Hopkins. Kyler Murray, dude. So that one stays the same. Austin, you know, he's not around anymore. So Tyler, who he doesn't want Kyler Murray anymore, but the pick was nailed. You can say that. Yes. Yeah, I think any and every redraft of a super flex or two QB league, Kyler Murray would be the number one overall pick every single time. Yeah. You had Kyler Murray as well. Yeah. Yes, I did. Um, the number two pick was Clay took DK Metcalf and you know, at the time a lot of people thought it was probably a little bit of a reach. You know, me, I was a DK Metcalf guy, so I was like, all right, love seeing DK go early. Mm -hmm. uh, but it, <clears throat> it was a little bit of a reach. Because, you know, DK was really good, and he will be really good, but, you know, Josh Jacobs probably has more fantasy value than D DK Metcalf right now. Yeah. That was, my pick here was Josh Jacobs at number two. And my number two pick was Josh Jacobs as well. Just the, the workload he's he's got in Oakland and looks to continue to have now that they, they I think they cut DeAndre Washington. That or he was a free agent. He ended up in Kansas City, so there's... Still Richard. Yeah, but he's he's not a running back. He, I mean, he's a he's a scat back kind of like he oh, yeah. he's a pass he's, catcher. He's a good pass catcher. Josh Jacobs is the three down back. Third pick overall was, uh, Josh? was Josh Jacobs. Yes, in the actual draft. And in the redrafted one hundred and three, I took AJ Brown. And so did I. First receiver wow. off the board. Wow. This is very tough and difficult to make these picks. <laughs> Well, first round is <laughs> fairly, I wouldn't say obvious, yeah. but you got a lot of names I mean, that are within. You got A.J. Brown, who's just balling, yeah. and he's elevated himself to a, I mean, not a top-tier receiver yet, he, but he's, he's getting close. Another another step, a couple steps forward this year, he could be there. Yeah. So, you know, he's, he's the top receiver in this class so far. You know, somebody could overtake him, but at this point, he's the number one receiver in this class. The fourth pick was Nikhil Harry. Scott picked Nikhil Harry. And in the redraft, we decided I put down Daniel Jones. And I did as well. I think Daniel Jones was probably the biggest riser in this draft. He was the biggest riser by two picks. We'll get to the next biggest riser in a couple picks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go over Daniel Jones a little bit later, too. Uh, well, we can go over him now. I mean, Daniel Jones is... Looking like a very good quarterback in the NFL. He did not have much for weapons this year and still had several games with 300 yards and four touchdowns, and that was, I think he was like the first port rookie quarterback to do it. So, I mean, in a super flex league, you can't overlook that, and safe to say, I think I got a steal there. Yeah, you you originally took him at the 408 yeah. in the original draft. I remember he just kept falling, and I was like, okay, this is... That's far enough. I'll just trade back in and go get him. I didn't give up a third-round pick this year for him, but I'm still happy with that. Well, wasn't he the highest-drafted quarterback after Kyler Murray in the actual draft? Yeah, he went sixth. Yeah. It was Kyler at six, Daniel Jones at or Kyler at one, Daniel Jones at six, Haskins at fifteen. Yeah, and, and then and then somehow Drew Locke went four hundred two and Daniel Jones went four hundred eight. Yeah, 
But now he's where he belongs. One hundred four. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep we'll keep moving on. And the fifth pick, Scott took Dave Montgomery. And in the redraft, I put down DK Metcalf. I put DK Metcalf as well. So, so we're even through five picks here. Probably going to be even through seven as well here once we get to. Pretty close. The what are we at here? One, two, three, four, five, six pick is Miles Sanders. Yep, it's and my Miles six pick. Woohoo! Good job, Drake. I mean, yeah, nailed that one. <laughs> got the best player available last year and this year, so. Yeah. But no, Miles Sanders is a guy who a lot of people are really high on right now, and I mean, as of right now, he's he's the dog. There's as of right. There's now. nobody else, but we know Doug Peterson. But. He looked really good every time he touched the ball in the second half of last year. He did. He looks like a three-down back, but kept him under some of these guys because, you know, I mean, there's, depending on who you would listen to, a lot of people might have him as his top, like, eight running back right now in Dynasty football, which would propel him above some of these guys. But for me, I just, I'm worried about the RBBC in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. Doug Peterson has openly, in his career, been for the running back by committee. He just can't help himself. He can't. He really can't. I mean, he said that he likes having depth there for because pe- people get injured at that position. So that's why I'm a little bit leery of him. <laughs> the other day we were talking about Doug Peterson, and you were we were talking about Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. <laughs> yeah. And I, I said to Tanner. I'm pretty sure Doug Peterson used to play fantasy, and he just got beaten down all the time. And he was like, "You know what? That's it. I'm gonna go coach. I'm gonna I'm gonna show all you guys." So now all his former league mates are suffering from his coaching decisions. I'm convinced of it. I mean, that's a fair theory, I guess. Because I mean, the, yeah, they have even their wide receiver room. I mean, it, it's not that great right now. They're looking Jack receiver. But it's still pretty deep. Yeah. You got, I mean, everybody forgets about Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. Just because they were hurt last year. They lost Aguilar. But. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. 111 out of 116th ranked wide receiver. Yeah. But, the, yeah, they, they just, they stable people. I don't know what it is. We'll move on here. We've got our first mini bust of a pick, I would say. I mean, I guess Nikhil Harry a little bit, but you just haven't... Really, these two guys, Nikhil Harry and Paris Campbell is the seventh pick. They they just never really had a chance to show much of anything. Harry was hurt, Campbell was hurt, and by the time Harry came back, it was too late. There was no... Tom Brady wasn't going to trust him come playoff time. And Paris Campbell, Andrew Luck retired, and then he had Jacoby Brissett. Oh, he was hurt all year. He played two games. Right, yeah, but then when he did come back, he... I mean... They just didn't have. They didn't show anything, and they were hurt, which yeah. is part of it. Yeah. Part of being a bust. I mean, Paris Campbell, he's he could have a big bounce back, but you know, if you took him when he got taken at one hundred seven, he was a disappointment because yes, did not produce anything year one. Yeah. And then the redraft, you took. You took Terry McLaurin. I did take Terry McLaurin, and I put down Debo. <clears throat> Which, you know, apples to oranges. I was really tempted to move Devo up that far. I was kind of looking at positional needs. Uh, Derek had the pick after this, and I kind of looked at his team both at the end of 18. Yeah, but I was like, 
yeah, just kind of looking at positional needs. And I knew the receiver that didn't get taken here was going to get bumped a couple spots. And I felt more comfortable with McLaurin up there. I know people are really high on Debo, but I, as long as Washington doesn't add somebody, I know they try really hard to add Amari Cooper. And maybe that's the case. Maybe Terry McLaurin is just a really good wide receiver too. Yeah, like maybe. his career path. Maybe that's his career path. Yeah. Cause, but he showed really good flashes as the, pretty much the only guy. I mean, he was beating number one corners yeah. with his route running. Which, you know, that's the thing that everybody says translates, and it did. Yeah. Absolutely did. Where where Debo, I, I kind of, I mean, he is uber talented. Good good size, good strength, good hands. He's quick. I just am a little scared of Kyle Shanahan's creativity. Yeah. I mean, he might be the better player overall, but in terms of fantasy, he just scares me a little more than McLaurin. I put Debo over McLaurin here. But, I, I mean, in my opinion, it is the, the one fear I have about Debo this year is Jalen Hurd coming back. Because, you know, Debo got a lot of those those sweeps and a lot of that gadget play. And Jalen Hurd is going to be used that same way he played wide receiver, running back, and he has the size to play tight end. So once Jalen Hurd comes back this year, and, I mean, Jalen Hurd's no slouch. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. Last year they kind of just basically redshirted him. He had some nagging injuries, and they're like, okay, just – Get on IR, get healthy. We don't need you that bad this year. Clearly, as I made to the Super Bowl, right? And then this year, if he comes back and he's a gadget guy again, could cut in a Debo. But I did put Debo over Terry McLaurin here. It'll help Debo that they lost Emmanuel Sanders, I think, because the Sanders had a lot of stuff over the middle, and I feel like Shanahan's going to be able to get Debo out there somewhere, and get him the ball. I mean, a lot of their offense is all t- is a lot of timing routes. Yeah, and he is a over the middle. Decent, good, pretty good route runner with good hands. So right, he's yeah. gonna get his. That's kind of, but yeah. Moving on. One oh eight. Derek Boltice takes the first tight end off the board, but it's not Hawkinson. It's not Noah Fant. It is Irv Smith Jr. Irv Smith, the big old athletic tight end from Alabama. I. Don't I know. I'm sure there was just a slight amount of homerism sprinkled in. <laughs> but, I mean, I love Irv Smith as a prospect. He, yeah, yeah, I do too. He's on my team. He absolutely looks the part of a future stud. And I know, take this with a grain of salt because we are both Vikings fans. Derek's a Vikings fan. But I also try really hard to look at it just from a fantasy perspective. And you just look at the body of Irv Smith and you look at the body of Hawkinson and Fant and you're kind of just like... Why not? <laughs> well, yeah, I think with Irv, it's everybody loves Noah Fant, but I don't think Irv's that far off Noah Fant, honestly. In terms of athleticism. Right, and just football ability. Yeah. You could tell, I mean, he's playing behind Kyle Rudolph, obviously, which I'm sure would help a lot, honestly, because Rudolph is just a good all-around tight end. You don't necessarily see it in the fantasy numbers, but he's a good blocker. He's a good route runner. He's got great hands. Huge hands. Big yeah. arms. I saw Long a number arms. the other day. He has one career drop. Wow. Kyle Rudolph has one career drop. Well, that's impressive. <laughs> I didn't even know that. But yeah, it's like what well, I heard I heard him talking to uh or heard Sam Bradford on Score North one day. He was talking about Kyle Rudolph and he said it took him a while cuz I mean they had a pretty good connection Kyle Rudolph and Sam Bradford when he was here. 
And Sam Bradford saying it took me a couple games to figure it out, but basically I could just, if I was in trouble, I could just throw it up to Kyle Rudolph. If I'm in trouble, I was like, oh, where's Kyle? And just throw it up to him because he's big and long and big hands. And he doesn't drop it. Well, and a but, lot of a lot of those instincts come from you. Like you can't teach that stuff. But in terms of Irv Smith watching him, say in a scramble drill or something, or just the ability to get open, watch his tendencies and all that stuff. I think I think Irv Smith has a nice career in front of him. But anyway, that was the original pick. Yes. How about the, which in terms of our redraft, ended up being a little bit of a reach. Not by a ton, but anyway. I put down Noah Fant because, you know, he, he wanted the tight end here. Yeah. And so, I mean, last year he had, I don't know who his tight ends were. I think he had Rudolph. But, you know, I put down the best tight end yeah. from this class for, for in the first round for Derek here. I went David Montgomery because I went back and looked at his team and his starting running backs were Tevin Coleman and David Johnson. They weren't, which isn't horrible, two years ago. Tevin Coleman was still in Atlanta. David Johnson was coming off a big year in Arizona. But I just figured with those two guys he'd want to get younger. So that's why I went Montgomery at 8. And then I went Fant at 9. So we were, I was right behind you. Who'd you put at nine? At nine, I put Terry McLaurin. Terry McLaurin. We already kind of covered him. And the original 109 was A.J. Brown going to me at 109. I remember when I was making these two picks, I was like, okay, I have 107 and 109. I kind of had my eye on a few guys. And I remember thinking, A.J. Brown probably should be gone by now, by the time I picked at seven already. But I was like, I just don't know about the Titans. Right? Corey Davis. I just don't know. <laughs> they run the ball, and Mariota's not very good. Yeah. So I went Paris Campbell at 107. And then I was like, okay, A.J. Brown's going 108. And then Irv Smith went 108. And I sat there with 109, and I was like, <sighs> people are saying he's the most pro-ready NFL receiver in this class right now. So I was like, 109, I, I got to just take him. Take the value pick. Yeah. So I took him and it worked out. It was very good pick. <laughs> yes. Got a stud. Yeah. I, I mean, when he was coming out, AJ Brown, the big not, or everybody would like right before the draft. Everybody was like, "Oh yeah, he's a top three receiver, easy, not even close." Mm-hmm. And then the draft came and he went to the Titans, who were run first team and had Mariota throwing the football. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, "Eh, let's pivot, go somewhere else." And and now else. and now this year. Basically, just because of that, everyone is preaching, no matter what, yeah. don't worry about landing spot. And they don't even mention A.J. Brown, but he completely changed that mindset yeah. all by himself. Yeah. If, if, who, who knew that a change at quarterback would make a situation better? Right. <laughs> like, right. by, like, ten times. Ten times better. Mm-hmm. He's a stud. Moving on. Yeah. Last pick of the first round, 110. Clay Biker had the pick in Bob's slot, and he took Hakeem Butler, who had a a nice career at Iowa State, but he was kind of a part of just a really big cloud of Arizona wide receivers. And nobody... Right, yeah, but coming in, it was him, it was Hakeem Butler, it was Keyshawn Johnson, they had all these guys that... They drafted three receivers in the first... Four round, five rounds or whatever. And they already had Fitzgerald and Christian Kirk to run the field. Right. So nobody really knew who was going to come out on top. Mm-hmm. And, and Butler was... Butler, 
he's a good prospect coming out of Iowa State. Yeah, I mean, everybody kind of thought maybe end of the first round he's going to come off the board. He fell all the way to the first pick in the fourth round. Mm-hmm. And just never got off the, never got off the ground this year. Yeah. Seemed like... None of them really did. Yeah, turned into kind of a bust pick for, for Clay here. So far. Yeah. I'd like to see him turn around. He's a he's a good player. Oh, I would too. Now that they got Hopkins and Christian Kirk, and I just... it's Still got Larry. It's going to be an uphill climb, that's for sure. And the redraft I mentioned earlier, I had Debo at the 110. I put Devin Singletary. Debo's already off my board. Yeah. And I had I had Singletary above David Montgomery. Okay. Who I pretty much the only reason I had Montgomery above Singletary was workload. Montgomery. Oh yeah. 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 I I just I'm not a huge Montgomery guy myself. No, I'm I'm not either, but. But they're both, honestly, they're both kind of the same guy. Singletary is a little bit more shifty, and he produced a little bit more this year. Yeah. Montgomery was quite disappointing. I know his offensive line and offense altogether are pretty poor. I, I would almost wonder if part of that disappointment comes from your draft capital. If you drafted David Montgomery where you drafted Devin Singletary, you're probably happy with his production. Yeah, that's probably fair. But then you, he was taken with the 105, so you kind of expect immediate impact for the second running back off the board. Right. Yeah, that, that's true, I guess. But I have them right like, back to back here. Um, move, should we move on? Sure. First pick in the second round. Actually, should we recap the first round? I mean, go ahead. Do what you want. Just name by name. So, I had Kyler Murray, Josh Jacobs, A.J. Brown, Daniel Jones, D.K. Metcalf, Miles Sanders, Terry McLaurin, David Montgomery, Noah Fant, Debo Samuel. That was my first round. My first round was Kyler, Josh Jacobs, A.J. Brown, 3. Daniel Jones, 4. D.K. Metcalf, 5. Miles Sanders, 6. Debo, 7. Noah Fant, 8. Terry McLaurin, 9. Devin Singletary, 10. Perfect. All right. 201. I had Devin Singletary, who you just had at the 110. And we kind of just covered him. Don't know that we need to cover him all that more. He could be sitting in a pretty good spot if they don't take a running back in this draft, but a lot of people seem to think they're going to take one of of some sort. It's yet to be seen what role the guy they take or sign would have, but yeah, any competition's got to be at least a little bit of a, a negative. Yeah, there was a report that just said that they believe he can be a work workhorse, but... They also said end of the year that they were looking at running backs. See, I basically have started ignoring anything that comes from NFL front offices these days. Well, yeah, especially before the draft, everything's just yeah. a smokescreen. It's kind of ridiculous. Like the Buccaneers, but I get it. it's their job. The Buccaneers keep talking about Ronald Jones, like he's yeah. he's okay, but he's not a workhorse. Right? They I don't. don't but their offense, they they don't they don't really want to go into no this season with Ron Jones. No, especially now with Gronkowski, they're going for it. And when they have they have draft capital with, I mean, they don't have a ton of needs. They yeah. have some offensive line needs, maybe a couple in the secondary. Yeah, no, but I'm, you can get a pretty good running back top three rounds this year. So yeah, I don't know why they <clears throat> wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Original pick here was the second tight end Carter took. TJ Hawkinson, good name. TJ Hawk. Hawk, as the Iowans call him, and me, since I heard it from them. I think everybody calls him Hawk. I think so. Hawkinson's too long. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, 
he's another guy who I was kind of disappointed that we didn't really see much from him. Yeah, he... He got a concussion. He had a couple other little things here and there. Well, do you remember week one, playing Arizona? Absolutely went off. And it, Yeah, and he went off, and everybody was like, oh, yeah, TJ Hawkinson, tight end one this year, baby. Let's go. Hype train it up. And then... Did he top four points again? I don't, I don't think so. And then, of course, everybody went on. Every tight end went on to blow up the Cardinals because they... Yeah. Yeah, the that's true. just garbage. Yeah, that's true. But then everybody, he didn't really do anything ever again. Mm-hmm. Ended up on IR, which was, of course, disappointing yeah. for an owner. I think he's he's still got a really nice career in front of him, though. Yeah, I mean, tight ends, generally, you, you, don't, you don't expect don't, them to come on the scene and blow it up right away. And you don't just get Gronk comparisons for nothing. That's who he's being compared to when he's coming to the draft. People are like, you're going to get the next Gronk. Yeah, and it was like, he was the most whoa. complete prospect since Gronk. I was just like, okay, careful. Yeah. That he's, is a, that is a serious Gronk, comparison. That's barely even fair to TJ Hawkinson. It's not. I mean, in this in this redraft, I didn't drop him too far. Yeah. Just a couple picks here and there. Yeah, he dropped three picks for me. TJ, I have a problem. <clears throat> What's that? Forgot to put somebody in this redraft. Drew Locke got left out, so. <laughs> if you're listening, you're listening for Drew Locke, better quit now, because. <laughs> oh, I got him in here. Oh, okay, good, because <clears throat> I forgot. That's right. 202. Uh, move on. Sure. Uh, this original pick was TJ's, and he took Noel Fant. Took Noel Fant. Pretty good pick. My redraft, I put down Daryl Henderson. Just because I think, like, from my perspective here, it's like I'm going off of what we know now, and what we know now is that yeah. he could be a starter this year. And, you know, if you're looking, starting running backs can be hard to find, even if, you know, he maybe he's going 50-50 with another guy. Yeah. But <clears throat> I put him here because from what we know now, he, he's going to be in a good situation this year. I <clears throat> I do not have Henderson at 202. I have him at 205. Uh, part of that is just because I, I don't know, I... At, at least say they're bringing in a guy. That's kind of the feeling. Yeah. So I I, and it. and like I said, it's only three. It's only a three pick drop, yeah. and I have a quarterback in between here and a super flex. So that's part of it. And my two hundred two is Deontay Johnson. I know he was your sweetheart. Yeah, that was that's my boy coming into last year's draft. If you, you, were... if you want to go try and trade for Deontay Johnson from me? Don't, because <laughs> you're not going to get him. I will give you the one hundred one, the one hundred two. I mean that if you're gonna if you're gonna set up to play like that, yeah, go April, for it. How but about how about April Fools on April twenty one? If you're gonna try and lowball me or even go even with value, I'm not gonna give him up. He's my boy. He yeah. was my boy in the draft season last year. Him and DK, I got him everywhere. I got him in another dynasty that I have. I also have Juju in, and I was I was pumped because I actually had Deontay first and I traded for Juju, and I was like either a I have Juju's insurance plan, or I have Juju's replacement. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't we know. Don't wanna, we don't want to go there yet. Not yet. <laughs> I mean, I, people are whispering it, but they're not saying it too loud. <laughs> no, I, I think both of them are going to have a really solid season I, with Big Ben slinging it again. I love Deontay. His, his route running is very underrated. He created the most separation this year out of anybody on targets. It was it was just too bad that he had the two guys that he did throw into the football. <laughs> I call it the uh, the reindeer and waterfowl experiment. <laughs> With Rudolph and Duck Hodges, because it, it was an experiment and it did not go well. Sorry, Carter. I mean, 
I wouldn't say experiment as much of an ex- an experience. Okay. Well, because it wasn't it? exactly their choice. All right, Roethlisberger's not that good. We're gonna try out Duck Hodges. True, but they did draft Mason Rudolph in the third round. Yeah, that's true. So they had to, they had to, you know, at that point at least, they had to go with it. At least try it, yeah. I mean, I'm sure I'm, I'm sure Carter is as frustrated with it as you know, Deontay Johnson owners and Juju owners. Well, see, it brought me back to the. Oh, was their start of that year? Was their last year before in the U.S. Bank Stadium? They had some. I think it was Favre. He got hurt, and then they had Joe Webb, and then they had Josh Freeman. For those of you that remember Josh Freeman. And then well, Freeman was before Favre. Was he? I think so. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I remember that. No, he was playing at TCF Stadium. I remember that on a Monday night game against the Giants, and it was it was atrocious. Yeah. And I'm, I remember when they got him, I was kind of excited, but you know. Yeah, I was like, hey, we know this guy. There and... Kirk Cousins is the real deal. Kirk move Cousins on. MVP, baby. <laughs> All right, we'll move on. Here. <laughs> Uh, the third pick in the second round was Debo. I already covered him, and uh, in my redraft, I put down Deontay, my boy. My pick, I put Gardner Minshew, yeah. Mister Undrafted to two hundred three. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good spot for him. Part of it's the super flex, like I said. He's, I got him as the third quarterback ahead of Dwayne Haskins and Drew Locke. So, yeah, I mean. I mean he- he had good numbers, like very yeah. underrated numbers, especially and the end of the year. The end of the year, he struggled, but. He was a rookie, undrafted Over, rookie. Overall, he looked, he looked I, good. I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sold that he's the future for the Jaguars. But I, because I mean, I think if, if they have a poor year, and they have a top five pick next year, there's no way they're not going Fields or Lawrence. They're not going to move up and get one of those guys. I keep hearing rumblings they're looking at quarterbacks this year already. It's, I'm kind of like. I don't know if they would have traded Foles if that was the case. Yeah. True. I think they're I think they're content with with Minshew for this year to see how it goes. Just kind of I mean, you might as well. You're not winning. Yeah, they're they're gonna have to. They traded away Boye for dirt. They yeah. traded away Campbell, Clay's Campbell for nothing. Yeah, didn't they get like fourth round picks for both of them or something? They like got that? a fourth for Boye and a fifth for Campbell. That's so and now bad. Now they want a first and more for Yannick. Yeah, and he did you see what he did yesterday. Yeah, he torched his value on Twitter. Oh, he absolutely with, destroyed it. With Con went up in flames. But he got absolutely roasted. <laughs> kind of funny. But that did he even respond to the last one? When the the GM was like, "You're kind of driving down your your trade value today, by the way." Yeah. I don't think he even responded. Yeah. Oh man. Kind of funny. What a mess. But Gardner. Yeah. I I liked it. I have him pretty close here. I have him in the next pick, but okay. It's I think he's he's a he's a good good, good it's a good spot here for uh, Gardner Minshew in the second round. Decent value if he works out. Right. Next pick in the original draft was Dwayne Haskins. It's taken by Scott. Any words on Dwayne Haskins? You know, he Terry McLaurin made him look good. Yeah, I put him. I put him in here still in the second round. Probably because I forgot Julak. I think if I had Julak in there, I would have moved Haskins back even further. But you know, in my head, immediately <coughs> this might sound this might sound wrong. But I think Dwayne Haskins is a bust. He has way too many comparisons to Josh, Ro- Josh Rosen. Doesn't seem very mature. And I don't love Dwayne Haskins. But maybe I'm wrong. He was pretty good in college. Watch watch Ron Rivera just just take two at number two and be like, huh, 
Told you guys. Yeah, and I don't think Ron Rivera is that sold on Dwayne Haskins either, which would also present yeah, a problem. Yeah, he wasn't Dwayne his Haskins. guy. He was not his guy. Yeah, so. In the redraft, I had TJ Hawkinson. I so put, I put down Gardner because, you know, okay. quarterback for quarterback here. Yeah. Yeah, we've yeah. kind of been over those guys, so we'll move on. Yeah. Next pick, Zach took Daryl Henderson, his Todd Gurley handcuff. Good pick by Zach. Yeah. In my redraft, I had him in the same spot, so. Hey, Daryl here? I'd put down Marquise Brown. Okay. Marquise Brown was, he kind of fell a long ways in this draft. Yeah. At the end of the second round. I think it was another case of landing spot, really. Yeah. And he had a really good rookie year, too, considering he was hurt all year. Yeah. And, I mean, we didn't expect a ton out of their volume, mm-hmm. passing volume. Yeah. But he had a good year and moved, I mean, he didn't move up a ton, but, it, I mean, there was a good rookie receiver class, so. Yeah. Slotted in behind some good players. Yeah, like you said, he was a 210 in the original. I had him at the 206 in the redraft. So one pick right after yours. And then next pick was Nicole Hardman. Drake took Nicole Hardman. I think Drake's a pretty Mikko. big Nicole Hardman fan, isn't he? I think he is, yeah. Yeah. But I did not put Nicole down as a redraft. I put TJ Hawkinson. Because he took Andrews later. So he had he had a little bit of a... He wanted to get a tight end a little bit, I guess. He had Ingram. Well, I think with down Hawkinson because it was good. It's good value there. Yeah, the thing with Miko, remember also at the time of this draft, Terry Kill was looking at potentially being arrested. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like, oh geez, is he going to be Terry Kill? Is he going to be the speedster on the outside? But, well, they moved up to draft Miko. Yeah, which was surprising, especially with DK on the board. Everybody, when I when they when they traded up, I was like, oh my. God. Gosh, Andy Reid's going to get DK Metcalf now? That's not even fair. <laughs> and they tried to replace Tyreek Hill. But just think if he wouldn't have. Tyreek Hill and DK Metcalf. Yeah. With Patrick Mahomes throwing it to him. Yeah. With Kelsey oh running around over the middle. Yeah. And they won the Super Bowl with Miko Hardman. <laughs> yeah. It's not even, not even fair. It's, they would have scored but, 75 points in the Super Bowl. But yeah. Anyway, we put down TJ Hawkinson. Talked about him already. Yeah. Next pick was Zach's, and he took JJ Arthaga. Arthaga Whiteside? Arthaga. Arthaga? Arthaga Whiteside. I call him Arthaga. It's, it's way easier to say Arthaga. I thought it was Arkega Whiteside when he got drafted, and yeah. I was like, that doesn't sound right. But yeah. I was Arthaga, Arthaga, really. But if he, I think he says Arthaga. Yeah. Yeah. Arcega is way easier to say. You gotta be good for people to pronounce your name right. <laughs> yeah, true. He didn't didn't do anything last year. I knew he was not my redraft pick. Safe to say. I know Zach liked him in the original draft because I had him in another dynasty with him. And I knew he liked Arcega Whiteside. I mean his 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 analytics and his his, his analytics side of it. He seemed like a good football player. Yeah, he's a good prospect coming out of USC. Good dominator, good breakout, but. Uh, all he did was catch jump balls, and it didn't translate his first year. So you have to become Even though he was, he was given just about every single opportunity because yeah. he was literally like the only guy left except yeah. for a former quarterback. That's why I was, I'm was i not too high on him right now because he had every opportunity to break out last year. Even as a rookie. They had Greg Ward out there, former quarterback, catching more balls than him. Yeah. Yeah. But In the redraft, I had... I had Darius Slayton. And Me Zach, too! Zach is going to love this one because he loves <clears throat> Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton. He loves those Giants. 
I love Darius Slayton. I think he's a really good player. Yeah, yeah, he he's, looked really good. He's, I mean, yeah, he. Uh, I've been seeing some breakdowns of him on Twitter lately by some guy that does a lot of breakdowns, and he's, I mean, his separation ability last year was incredible, especially mm-hmm. for a UDFA guy that was basically just a, it wasn't a UDFA, UDFA, but he was a late round pick, that basically just profiled as a speedster down the field. Run your nines, get some space over the middle for Golden Tate. That's basically what I'm thinking. What they were thinking, and they turned into a really good football player. Yeah. And yeah, I, I mean, I wanted to put him higher, but it was like I said before, it was a really good rookie receiver class. So. Yeah, who would have known? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I was scouting Priuses, but I was actually <laughs> they're pretty good players. <laughs> they're like BMWs instead. Yeah, the Cadillacs. Not Ferraris, but somewhere in the middle. The Cadillacs compared to Ferraris. <laughs> Moving on, next pick. You took Justice Hill in the original draft, and in the redraft, I put Dwayne Haskins. I know you're not real high on him, but just if for I, the, just for the sake of him being a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I I love quarterbacks, as you guys can probably look at my team and see. I have like six of them, um, and you know, in a super flex, it if you let a quarterback slip past an area like this, you're kind of missing out on him. <coughs> Daniel Jones. Yeah, baby. Um, so I think. If Dwayne Haskins was still here in a redraft, I think I might pull the trigger, especially with the guys coming off the board next. Actually, if Drew Locke was here, I would have taken Drew Locke. If I would have remembered to put Drew Locke in here, but I didn't. <laughs> Good so, one. If you wanted to switch it out, that's Drew Locke is my pick. Here. <clears throat> All right. Because Drew Locke, I have, I, I like him more than Haskins. Two oh nine. I took Andy Isabella, who I believe I then flipped shortly after the draft. Yeah. But anyway. Another another one of those Cardinals receivers that just King of the Jets kind of got lost in the abyss. And uh, in the redraft, I took Preston Williams. I'm pretty sure in the original draft, I took him in either the fifth or sixth round, and then I dropped him because I was like, I I had nobody else to drop. Yeah. My roster was full, and I looked at him. I was like, uh, undrafted. I I liked him. I was like, he's undrafted. He's got character issues. Yes. Is is he really I, gonna gonna hit? So I dropped him. Didn't think anybody would pick him up. Being I drafted him so late, and he he proved me wrong. At least in year one. For a few weeks, yeah. He didn't for play, a few weeks. play too long this year. Yeah. When I scouted him last year, I mean, I loved him. I was like, this is a dude that needs to go in the top two rounds of a rookie draft. But then I started reading up on him more, and it was like he had those character issues. And they weren't really ones that you could look the other way for. Yeah, it was. They were bad. They were pretty bad. And I was like, mm. okay, he's never getting drafted. See, and you know, get drafted, you know I hate to judge people by how they look, but you just look at his headshot, and I think he's got a giant tattoo in the front of his neck. I don't even know. And I know, I, it's so judgmental and stereotypical, <laughs> but you just, you can't help it. Yeah, I... It, the character issues, they just, in a dynasty, there's something you actually have to take into consideration because you don't want to end up with the right. Josh Gordon or an Antonio Brown or somebody even a Justin Blackman yeah I mean he never really get got in a huge amount of trouble in the NFL but I'm sure it didn't help he stay on the field yeah but yeah Preston Williams he had a good rookie year for the most part he had he I mean he blew up preseason everybody was kind yeah. of hype jumping on his hype train and then played Played well for the first few weeks and then got hurt and went on IR. Yeah. Kind of kind of letting the air out of the balloon. Yeah. Coming back down to earth a little bit. But good rookie year. He's going to 
should see a quarterback improvement this year. Should Tua go at five on Thursday? Um, and if that happens, you know, he, Devontae Parker's still there. They might add somebody, but he's gonna, he's definitely, I think, in their long-term plans. Yeah. Was he your redraft pick? No, I put Nikhil Harry, ah. who I'm not crazy about. He looked really slow this year on tape, and yeah. that's very alarming, especially since coming out of college. He, I mean, his everybody was worried about his speed. They kind of drew the Laquan Treadwell comparisons where Treadwell couldn't separate, mm. and Harry was basically in at at Arizona State. Harry was the best, or his best role was as a jump ball specialist, kind of. I mean, he had some some yak ability, but. Um, he didn't show that this year. He looked slow. Didn't really look very coordinated. But I put him in here because he has first-round draft capital, and that's that means something in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, I, I ended his slide at 210. So he was the next pick for me. My next pick was Alexander Madison. To Bob. Yeah, because Bob had Dalvin Cook. See, and I looked at it like I have Alexander Madison going 301. To dad also, yeah. So he same thing. Back to back, so, <clears throat> so I, the same thing. knowing dad, I knew he probably wouldn't be able to pass up on the draft capital and Nikhil Harry. He's he's too it smart for something. that. It means something. He's something. too smart for that. Yeah. So I have him going two ten Nikhil Harry and Marquise Brown was the original two ten. And my two hundred one was Preston Williams who we just talked three hundred one about three hundred one in length about. All right, want to recap your second round? Uh, my second round was David Montgomery 201, Her- Henderson 202, Deontay Johnson 203, Gardner Minshew, Minshew 204, Marquise Brown 205, TJ Hawkinson 206, Darius Slayton 207, du- uh, Drew Locke 208, <laughs> Neil Harry 209, Alexander Madison 210. <laughs> uh, my second was Devin Singletary, Deontay Johnson, Gardner Minshew, TJ Hawkinson, Daryl Henderson, Marquise Brown, Darius Slayton, Dwayne Haskins, Preston Williams, and then Nikhil Harry. And we're halfway there. We can probably go through these next two rounds a little quicker. Yeah. Half the guys we've already talked about anyway. Yeah. 301, Alexander Madison. He was the original pick and also my redraft pick. Dad needed his Dalvin Cook handcuff. And as he showed his rookie year, he's probably one of the more valuable handcuffs in the league. Yeah. Just I mean, based on the Vikings usage of running backs. Yeah, I he is I mean if you put if you put the backup running backs into a tier, he's probably in the top top tier of backup running backs. Yeah. Because if if Dalvin Cook were to go down or get traded, could happen. Traded, yeah. I wouldn't be against it, but that's a whole different topic. Um he's the guy. Yeah. I know <clears throat> last year it was you had a few rookies that were People were keeping an eye on you. had Tony Pollard, you had Raquel Armstead, you had Alexander Madison, who people didn't really know a ton about, but they were like, okay, these offenses love to run the ball. And we took them out of nowhere in the third round. Yeah, Boise State. Yeah, Just, Boise State. Yeah, they pretty much to, nowhere, Idaho. They love to pump out backup running backs. Yeah. <laughs> 302, original pick was Bryce Love to Clay, who I know he, he kind of liked at the time. Um, I don't know. Did he have Darius Geis back then? I don't know. He did. I, I, I also him. know he liked Geis. So I traded him be. Geis for Ezekiel Elliott. Okay. So he took Bryce Love. Had a decent outlook, but he had a lot of injuries in college. That was everybody's 
thing against him. He had a big one at the end. Is that what it was? I thought he had a lot. He had a big one at the end and then another one to clean it up, which is never a good sign. No. (laughs) And the redraft pick, I have Irv Smith. Me too! I really wanted to bring him up earlier, but just in a one tight end league, there's no tight end premium. It was tough to put him above some of these other guys. I guess I probably could have bumped him ahead of like a Nikhil Harry or Preston Williams, but that's just a few picks anyway. And yeah, and in the one tight end, you're looking at... I mean, you're looking at the best tight end in the draft, so that's a steal, right? He's on my team. Right. He, I mean, at that point, you have to, you can't take him above guys like that because you only can start one tight end. Yeah. And usually you're not looking for a, a rookie. Well, and Hawkinson yeah. and Fant both had first-round draft capital. Yeah. In the actual draft. Yeah. But, I mean, in, so. in terms of... Drafting him in front of like Preston Williams or Nikhil Harry or oh, whatever. Yeah. I mean, those guys are going to be able to be in your lineup probably more than Irv Smith. Right. That's immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Next pick, the original draft. Austin took Jace Sternberger, who, if I remember right, at the time was ranked a little bit lower than Dawson Knox and like Josh Oliver even. He was higher. Was he higher? Yep. He was the fourth tight end. Okay, but so Austin took Jace Sternberger, who. Now looks to be a decent piece of that Packers offense. Be, he should be the starter as of right now. And I'm, there isn't gonna we'll be see if a, he can handle it. But There isn't going to yeah. be a tight end better than him in the draft, so I think he's the starter. Yeah. Redraft pick, I had Nicole Hardman. Me too! Man. Dang, we're on the same page in the third round. That's pretty good. Yeah, not bad. Uh, we already kind of covered him a little bit. Uh my next pick was Paris Campbell, <clears throat> falling all the way from the 107 to the 304. For me, he's still got decent upside, but it he just didn't show much, so you, you can't go much higher than that. Original pick was Miles Boykin. Yes. Scott took Miles Boykin. My redraft pick, I put Justice Hill. Okay. Because, you know. I think he has Mark Ingram, doesn't he? He does. That's why I put him there. And he has him now, I believe, because he traded Hill. him to him. Yeah. For about the pick in this range. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was like the 305. So, right in line. There you go. Next pick, 305 in the original draft. Derek took Devin Singletary. So, decent value there in the third round. I kind of thought he might go second round. But I didn't have a huge need for running back, so he, he fell. And yeah. I didn't. I When I took Justice Hill in the second round, I was looking for a running back. The only reason I took Hill was I needed a running back because I only had Ezekiel Elliott at that point. Because I didn't, I hadn't traded for James Conner yet, uh, and that was kind of a mistake. But uh, wish I would have taken Singletary. But I wasn't high on Singletary because he wasn't that fast. He was pretty slow, yeah. and he was only five foot seven. That's kind of why I just a little guy. Away, but in the redraft, I took Hunter Renfro. I know nobody is very high on him, but it's a PPR league. And I think, did Tyrell Williams get hurt a few times last year? Um, I think at the end of the year, he might have. And Hunter Renfro had like a, I think a few games in a row where he just went off. Yeah, he had a good, he had a good year. And he, he coming in, he was an old rookie. Was he like 24, 23? So I, I knew he was fairly polished coming from Clemson. So like, you kind of knew that he was going to have a like a decent chance at having a good rookie year. And I, I didn't want to put him much higher than this just because he is probably 25 now. So he's older than like all the guys that he was drafted with. 
but PPR, yeah. he, I mean, I know he's got Derek Carr throwing the ball. Yeah. But I, I put him a little bit further down. I could hold another round later. But basically, that's just because I know they're going to add somebody. Yeah, right. Waller is still a target good. Yeah. Waller is good. They added Witten. Yep. So Tyrell Williams. But Renfro, he was good last year. So I, I kind of see him having a career no, arc. No reason for not picking him there. Of like a Cole Beasley. Yeah. I mean, they kind of they profile the same. Yeah. Physically, they profile the same. I, I'd say he profiles as Cole Beasley with just a little more upside because... Didn't they? Didn't he have like super good hands coming out? He like never dropped anything. He had good routes, so I was like, yeah. yeah he just was a little bit upside there. He was just not a not a huge physical presence and not very yeah, not a great athlete, but he produced. So he got open. My redraft pick is Chris <clears throat> Campbell. We've talked about it already. Yeah. Next pick in my redraft was JJ Arthur Whiteside. <laughs> I had Tony Pollard in the redraft, but the original pick was. Johnson Johnson. And I need that I need that music from uh, the Ballers when they got uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I need that right now because <laughs> that's how I felt when I drafted Deontay Johnson this late. I remember I was just trying to get back into the draft so I could take Deontay and I got rid of Jordan Howard for this pick and I was doing my dance. It's so funny. I feel like when you hear that, you can just see them dancing. I know they have it on YouTube too, but yeah, <laughs> you can just you can hear them dancing. Yeah, that's good. Deontay Johnson at 306 is a steal. Yeah. I put down Tony Pollard because, for me, I had Zeke. Yeah. I had Zeke and Elliott. Yeah. And Tony Pollard, just he's kind of, I, I to me, he's in, <clears throat> he's in that same tier as Alexander Madison as a top-tier backup. Mm-hmm. Next pick in the original draft, the 307 was Damian Harris going to Zach. I know he was high on him coming into the draft. And really, what do you have, three touches last year? Yep. Healthy so, scratch for like 10 weeks. Yeah. Really can only go up. I don't know how far he can go up. I don't, I don't, oof, his outlook is bleak. Yeah. Uh, so some people are high on him because he's so cheap right now. But yeah. Like. So cheap and it seems like Bilicic, Bilicic does like those guys who can stick it in the, in the end zone. They did take him in the third round. Yeah. But they also still have Rex Burkhead who still puts up on, yeah. still puts up touches. I'm so sick of him. James White. <laughs> Burkhead's not bad. I know, but you can't own him. I know, but he's not bad. <sighs> Redraft pick. I took Dawson Knox. I took J-Jaw. Okay. J-Jaw's take a white side. Dawson Knox. A lot of people are saying good things about him. Yeah. He had a 12% drop rate last year. Really? So that hurt Didn't him a lot. Yes, he had a lot of... And I saw some of them. Some of them were... They're real he's, bad. He's a good athlete, so that's why yeah. I do like him. Well, the, there's also highlight videos of catches that he made and just, like, full-out truck sticks on linebackers and safeties, and he's just, like, bulldozing people. So he's a monster of a human, but he's yeah. got... At least last year, he struggled with having some bricks attached to his hands or something. But Yeah, another thing with Knox is the passing volume in Buffalo. Yeah. It's not going to be super high, and they just added digs. Yeah, there's a lot of targets to be taken away it's not a lot of targets to go around in the first place either so yeah next pick austin took josh oliver tight end out of jacksonville who people were a little bit high on coming into this year and then they signed tyler eifert so that stung a little bit i don't think it hurts him long term but people were excited about him this year and now they'll have to wait another year probably redraft i had him taking miles boykin 
the big, tall, fast receiver from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. He was just too athletic and too big to pass up here. Yeah. I put down Benny Snell because, I mean. Ooh, I don't even have Benny Snell. I, I mean, for Benny Snell, he's, at this point, he is the backup. Jalen Samuels was not good last year. Yeah. He was supposed to be this pass-catching back that was supposed to be a good route runner out of the backfield and good hands and make plays, but he didn't. So Benny Snell is the backup as of now. Yeah, as of now. In the draft one. That was pretty much why I left him out. And But, yeah, as of right now, I, I probably should have put him in there. Yeah, I mean, I was impressed with him. I was not a fan of him to start the year or during the draft process because he just, I mean, he was slow. Kind of like Montgomery and Singletary. He just was not quick getting out of the backfield. And, I mean, he, he didn't show, like, flashes of great speed this year, but he was he show, he was able to be a good backup. Mm-hmm. So I put him here. The next pick, uh, Carter took Nick Foles, and we didn't we didn't include uh, veterans in this redraft. Yeah. Um, I know at the time Carter was one of the most QB needy teams in the league. I remember thinking that going into the draft, trying to strategically make my picks. Assuming he would take a quarterback, and then he never did until the three hundred nine took Nick Foles finally. Yeah, my redraft pick I put Knox, who we talked about, and I put Justin Justice Hill, not Justin Hill, Justice. Justice. Hill. Wasn't there a rescue hero named Justice? Dave Justice. No, I think it was just, just. I think it was Dave Justice. Dave Justice. Yep. He was, was the policeman. I love rescue, rescue heroes. I love rescue heroes so much. Former league member Austin Boltice and I. I don't know how many hours we spent playing with Rescue Heroes. He had the ship, he had the mountain. That was us, we had the ship. Yeah, but I took it over there all the time. Oh. And he had the mountain, and he had like a castle, and... It was awesome! If you guys didn't have Rescue Heroes, I'm sorry. Cause they Even were, the movies were underrated. They were, when I was four. Good, <laughs> good stuff. Next pick... Clay took Rob Gronkowski. The former... WWE wrestler. He didn't make it there. <laughs> he did once. Okay, he was show. He did like a, he he had like an eight person knockout. He did an appearance. But he like knocked out eight guys. Holy crap! I didn't even see it. That's incredible. He jumped off In of like a wrestling. Wow. Jumped off like a fifteen foot thing and onto a like a scrum of guys who were wrestling and fighting outside of the ring. And all of a sudden, Gronk comes out, rips his shirt off. And then he KOs, like, eight guys. That was the most impressive thing he's ever done. It clearly. More than the three Super Bowls or whatever he's won. He's, <clears> he's But he's coming back. He is coming back, and he is... Now Gideon can go do his dance. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's going to be a whole very interesting situation there. I but. feel like there's going to be a lot of people overpaying for him and reaching for him. Yeah. I'm not personally going to be one of them. I can't make myself do it. I can't either. But he didn't. He didn't somebody's going to get him when he played his last year, and he's been injury prone. But you Some, know, somebody's going to pay a lot for him in FOB or a lot to trade for him. And this he's, gonna, he's this will come out after the waivers on the night. But I bet he goes for a hundred bucks. I bet he does too. But I don't see him as a tight end one this year. Maybe top ten or twelve. Probably. I don't. I just he, can't with Evans and Godwin and Brady's arm, and how much he throws to the running back. I it just, is Gronk and Brady. 
Yeah, but you know, if you if anybody out there was like, oh, OJ's gonna get a bump because of Tom Brady, like now there's the real bump. Like Gronk yeah. is the bump. Yeah, OJ Howard is dead to the Bucks. To the Bucks, he's getting traded. <laughs> I'm still holding out hope. Derek put that little gif in the chat or whatever, and you know it was very true. Cause I what as soon as I read that Gronk was going there, I was hoping that. OJ was going to go to the Patriots Gronk straight up. Like that would have That been is what I thought was happening. Awesome. I was it like didn't happen. I was convinced that's what was going to so happen. So now hopefully OJ gets traded during the draft for a, you know, mid to late pick whatever. Okay, but also can we discuss Bill Belichick? Like how in the world does the dude manage to get a fourth round pick back for a guy who is yeah. retired and hasn't yeah. played in a year? Yeah, Bill Belichick basically just gained a fourth round pick for nothing for a guy he wasn't even expected to have. And like, everybody knew Gronkowski went and requested, hey, I want to go to the Bucks. Yeah. So, why are the Bucks giving up a fourth-round pick? Why don't they just say, okay, here's 50 bucks? Fair. <laughs> Fair. Because what are the Patriots going to do to say, no, you're, you're playing for us? <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a good point. I didn't even think about it. When I heard that they gave a fourth-round pick, I was like, eh, okay. They didn't give up OJ. That was pretty cheap for him, but... You That's can get a, a decent point. player in the fourth round. That's a fair point. They could have got a running back in the fourth round. But Bel- anyway. Belichick's probably going to find a defensive cornerstone with that fourth round pick now. Probably. If he can figure out how to work his technology. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> in anyway, the redraft, I had Drew Locke here. I have Miles Boykin. You had Drew Locke this late? Really? Interesting. I, I'm not a Drew Locke truther. He looked okay. And there's still plenty of time for him to develop. But I, it'll probably help if they can add another receiver because then, geez, you give him Sutton, another receiver, Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon. I mean, Literally, I, you have to be like... Gut, like just, they're taking one of the top four receivers this year. Yeah, I they're taking, so. on, th- or on Thursday, they're taking one of CD, Judy, Ruggs, or Jefferson. Yeah. They've talked to all of them. They've talked about trading up for them. Yeah. They've talked about just sitting where they're at taking Ruggs. Or Jefferson. So. But they, they also have Pat Shermer, and he's a good quarterback's coach, but they have preached that Melvin Gordon is going to be a horse. Really? And they still have Philip Lindsay. Well, that's good for me because I drafted Melvin Gordon in a startup a couple weeks ago. So that's they, good. They've said he's going to be a workhorse, and they still have Philip Lindsay. Hmm. So I, I kind of wonder if they're not trying to disguise Drew Locke a little bit. Maybe they're not fully convinced on him. So they're going to try and see if he can develop a little bit while attempting a few more passes and a few more low-risk passes and keeping his confidence up? I like him, though. I put him up higher because, well, I forgot about him first off. But I would have had him higher because his arm. Like, if you can make every throw in the book, you're doing well. Yeah, some of those throws he made to Sutton last year were impressive. Yeah. All right. I will recap my third round quick. Alexander Madison, Irv Smith, Nicole Hardman, Paris Campbell, Hunter Renfro, J.J. Arthur Whiteside, <laughs> Dawson Knox, Miles Boykin, Justice Hill, Drew Locke. I almost said Justin again. My recap for third round, Preston Williams, Irv Smith, Nicole Hardman, Justice Hill, Justice Hill, Paris Campbell, Tony Pollard, Jay Jaw, Benny Snell, Dawson Knox, Miles Boykin. On to the fourth round. Fourth and final round of our redraft. Trying to keep this quick here. Yeah. 
Uh, original pick was Jamison Crowder. My redraft pick was Steven Sims, who was undrafted. He was my pick, too. He's a sleeper, honestly. Yeah. He's on my roster, so, uh, you know, I'm going to hype him up a little bit. If they don't get another he, receiver. He looked, he, he flashed. Yeah. There's no doubt about Last that. Last month of the year, he looked good. Yeah. Uh, next pick was Drew Locke, and the redraft pick, he was obviously gone. So I put Darwin Thompson to Clay. I put Raquel Armstead. Fair. Backup running backs, you know. Pretty, I didn't put Armstead in here, actually. Pretty high-quality high handcuff. Yeah. Now that Fournette is actually in trade rumors. Yeah, I was on the trade block. Because I, I heard uh, Garofalo talking today on uh, NFL Network. They're saying he's, like, falling asleep in meetings. They, like, have to wake <laughs> him up all the time. He does not, oh he's not attentive to anything. That's not a great situation for your workhorse. but Yeah, yikes. So we'll see what they do at running back. I have, I, you have to assume that they'll adjust in the draft. That's I think that's the assumption. Yeah. But right yeah. arms are here in the fourth round. It's fine. Yeah. The next pick, Carter took Benny Snell. My redraft Go pick. Go Steelers. My redraft pick was uh, Jay Sternberger. Okay. Who's yours? Jay Sternberger as well. Yeah. On the same page. Woo. Next um, pick was your boy Jalen Hurd. Jalen Hurd. You have a lot of boys in here, apparently. I get my guys. That's true, yeah. Uh, redraft pick, I put Renfro. I could have put Hurd, but, you know, I think Renfro, like, you had him a lot higher. Yeah. You know, just the... the just based on his rookie year production. Yeah, based basically. on what you had your rookie year, you kind of have to put him a little, put him ahead of Jalen Hurd. So. Yeah. I had Tony Pollard going to you, so he fell yeah. he fell back to you. You took him in the third, I yeah. had him going to you in the fourth. Next pick was Darwin Thompson to Clay, and I put Jalen Hurd, my guy. I got Jarrett Stidham going to Clay, just yep. in case they don't go quarterback in the draft. He's their just guy. Just in case. Or Cam Newton. <laughs> Either way, yeah. currently, Jarrett Stidham is the guy. The next pick was Drake took Mark Andrews. Oh, here. my goodness. What and were we doing? I mean, I, I remember that I really wanted him, but I had so many dang tight ends on my roster. I didn't even know what to do with the ones that I had. So I didn't want to take another one and have to make room for Mark Andrews. So I let him fall all the way, and Drake drafted him, I had, and I was like, crap. I had the same you thing. You just got a steal. Yeah. Didn't realize how much of a steal. Literally, Josh Oliver was taken before Mark Andrews. Yeah, that's true. There was one, two, three, four rookie, five rookies, and Gronkowski taken before Mark Andrews. Dang. Mark Andrews is going to be the tight end three this year, probably. Yep. Well, maybe. We'll see. Top five. It's, yeah. Top five. Mix them all. Mix them all around. Throw them yeah. on a table. That's what you get. Yeah. Redrafted pick. I had Kelvin Harmon. I had Olabizi. Nice. I like Olabizi. I don't know if he'll uh, be the be the number two or whatever, but he flashed. He had some good. He. I mean, first time I saw him play, I knew who he was. I didn't think he was going to get on the field as a receiver. I figured he was strictly special teams, and then he got on the field as a receiver, and he looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh dang, I think we have something in this guy. A lot of people before the draft kind of were saying he was going to be one of the big steals of the draft because, I mean, he was impressive at NC State. He did play at NC State. He played at Colorado State. Kelvin Harmon did? Kelvin Harmon? Oh, I thought you were talking about BZ. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I was Yeah. I was thinking Kelvin Harmon yet. Kelvin yeah, Harmon. He, a lot of people were saying, yeah, he could be your steal in the late rounds. And then he went to Washington. It was kind of like, eh, with yeah. 
Dwayne Haskins and he went he went in the sixth round. That was kind of thing that was like, oh shoot. Yeah. So never mind. Pre draft, <laughs> lots of people had him as like their number two two receiver. Yeah. I and remember then he that. did not test well, and everybody kind of started fading him quickly, quickly. Yeah. He fell away in the sixth round. Next pick in the re- the original draft was Dawson Knox to Zach. And in the redraft, I haven't taken Hakeem Butler. Big call there. I know, yeah, 110 to 407. I put, I put Stidham in the redraft, just like you said, just in case. Superflex, that's a, that's a steal right there if he's a starter. Yep. Next pick, Daniel. Daniel Jones. Do my dance. It's a steal, guys. Come on. That is an absolute robbery. 408 to 104. At least, at least first round talent in a superflex. Yeah, baby. Redraft, I put uh, Hakeem Butler. I had just for that dart. I had Beezy Baby. Beezy Baby going to you at. So yeah, I definitely. Would, I mean, I would have taken Beasy Baby if he was there. Yeah. How about that next pick? Uh, not as good as as Daniel Jones, but you know you can have Terry McLaurin in the fourth. Whatever. Terry McLaurin at the four oh nine. Let's go. I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> no, I didn't. Basically, here's the story. So I had another dynasty that was doing a rookie draft, and I was in the fourth round, and the other one. I was deciding between Riley Ridley and Terry McLaurin. Oh my goodness, and you took one of each. And in that one, I went Riley Ridley. Because I, I just was reading up on him, and I was like, they kind of look similar. <laughs> they both had that, that good work ethic, and that's kind of what I was looking for. They are both good pass blockers. And I was deciding between those two guys. I went Ridley in the other one. So this one, I went McLaurin. <laughs> hey, you know, whatever you got to do to get the guys. You know? <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> it worked out. Yeah. Not for the other league, but who's this your, one it worked who's out. Who's your redraft? Redraft, I had Jalen Hurd. Jalen Hurd. Good pick. Yep. Uh, I put Isabella. Okay. Pretty big fall for Andy Isabella. Yeah, he didn't even quite make the cut in mine. He was the king of the jet soup. That's all he did. He just ran across the formation, pre-snap, and stood in the flat. Yeah. Caught like one catch and took it to the house. That's like it. Yeah, like an 80-yard touchdown. That's it. And the last pick of our, I guess, the redraft, Austin took Riley Ridley. With the 410, and my pick was Darwin Thompson. I put Calvin Harmon, who we talked about already. And that wraps it up. That wraps it up. I hope you liked it. Hopefully, it wasn't. Hopefully, it was informative to your future draft decisions. Maybe not. I hope not. I mean, hopefully, for it my make sake. better decisions. That's what I'm saying. No, for my sake. I hope not. Oh, okay, whatever. True, I have lots of late picks, so... Yeah, true. Let them follow me, boys. I got lots of guys. But no, it's just... It's kind of fun to look back and be like, wow, that really was a bust. And you didn't realize it was going to be. At the time, you were pumped about the pick. Like Hakeem Butler at the 10. Clay's probably thinking, heck yeah. Got my guy, 110, let's go. And then barely catches a pass all year. Yeah. Or you got... I mean... Guys at the bottom, Mark Andrews, Daniel Jones, and Terry McLaurin, all in the fourth round. Drew Locke, Jameson Crowder, Jalen Hurd. I think when you're drafting rookies, the important thing is to get a guy that you believe in. Don't draft a guy that you don't like and hope that he produces. Yeah. Because <laughs> that that's not a great formula. You'd you probably know. just end up trading him because you don't like him anyway. Yeah, I love Deontay, and I uh, you know, took Deontay because I believed in him. Yeah. It's a guy that you can root for. 
Well, that'll wrap up this four-round redraft. Two more sleeps. Two more sleeps, and then uh, it's draft day, baby. Wait, it's is it draft two? day. It's two sleeps, yeah. yeah. See, your days are all mixing together. My days are still yeah. very much Holy crap, he has no idea. It's all just counting homework and... Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. You know, doing some scouting, some rookie scouting here and there. That's about it. Lots of Vikings mock drafts, I will say that, because I'm very excited. <laughs> and if you guys want to watch it with us, we'll be on Google Classroom. Derek's going to be sending Derek's the link. that up. He knows all about that from his classrooms as a teacher. Derek is a big-time teacher, for those who, who don't know. Big time. Big time. Big time. Big time. So if you wanna if you want in on that, we've already got he's got some of us lined up already. So if you want in on that, email him, DM him, put in the league chat, whatever. Yep. We'll hang out with you guys, talk some football. Come and go as you please. Yep. I know you know for me at least I don't get to talk to too many people around outside of my family, so getting some people on class or hangouts with Google Hangouts would be pretty pretty nice. Especially talk about just talking about football. Just hanging out. I will probably be a little late. That's all right. Not sure yet. TJ's TJ's got TJ's busy in his office. Putting in the long hours in the office these days. Yeah. So that that wraps us up. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. See you guys next time. See ya.